0: What's going on, everybody? Corey here. Welcome back to another rousing Fly Casual. Hey, guess what? We got some comics reviews tonight, and we're going to hit them fast, hard, and it's going to be hot. But then we have a special discussion. We're going to be looking back at Star Wars A New Hope tonight, and you know us. We don't go any which way but deep. Welcome back to Fly Casual.
1: Let's get ready to call! Guys, yellow, what
0: T I L? Whoa, T I L, that's okay. that internet stuff, right? T I L, don't get Mike talking about the legalization <laughs> of hemp and marijuana.
2: Yeah, just do it so we can give him some and laugh. Get a little
0: pissed off. Yep, T I L, bros. Do <laughs> you don't want to do it? Oh, well, we didn't we have time for hype music or anything. It was like straight from like Mike at Fever Pitch straight into the mm. the intro. Mm-mm-mm. That's
2: how we sober him up for the podcast.
0: That's right. <laughs> he had uh, so much rum man. that we had to, we had to say, "Hey Mike, how you feel about the legalization of marijuana?" Oh, you son of a bitch! Blah, 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 blah. I sound like a like
3: a crazed <laughs> Merlock. Mm-hmm. That's what. Those uh, me going. You sure we don't want the wanna... World
2: of Warcraft? That's what. That's <laughs> from. Maybe I maybe
3: want to change this to a, a, yeah. a hemp podcast. Well, we'd
0: probably get more listeners <laughs> these days. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I would like to know how many podcasts are there for Star Wars versus how many podcasts there are for weed. I'll bet you. Neck and neck.
2: I'll There's bet you one that's neck both. Neck neck. I can't remember the name, but there's one that's both.
0: Yeah.
3: I, I'm in. The the, yeah. the the doobie side of the force. I think
2: they're Canadian based, so it makes sense.
3: <laughs> oh, That man. doesn't surprise me.
2: What would be a good name
0: for a Star Wars weed podcast. Uh, Come on, guys. Uh, Uh, Grandmaster it. Oh, (laughs) yeah, I like that. Nice. Uh, 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 Wow, I suck at this, apparently. THC 1138. There you go. Oh, I like it. Boom. Print it. We we need another one. Fly Casual. You're not far off. Okay. You're not far off. Speaking of fly casual, welcome back That's ladies us. and germs to fly casual episode number 188. Cause if I don't say it, Mike's going to call me out like a little yeah. bitch, yeah, right. but I here am your host, Mr. Corey T. Wilson. And don't forget the Mr. That's right. I called it out. That's I'm letting you know. You my earned gender. it. You I'm earned letting it. you know my gender.
2: You earned that Mr. So you don't sir. have to assume it. Fair enough. You're in that, that that gender. I did.
0: I was I was born with I was I was born with the, the necessary equipment and then the emotional uh and mental place to claim the Mr. Title. Well done. Mm-hmm. Actually just call me Mr. Title. I like that better. Forget everything I said before. Mr. Over there next to me on my left is Mr. Michael J. Cross Arms Archbold.
3: You know, I'm not even a big advocate of it, of <laughs> smoking it for <laughs> <For> <laughs> Let me be clear, purposes. fellas <laughs> I, didn't, I don't I, I don't specifically way, didn't but, say which way you fell But I specifically left that out For medicinal research and purposes That gets me going mm-hmm. It really does mm-hmm. I'm just I am just—I feel
0: the same way with viewings of The Last Jedi As long as the doctor <laughs> says
2: I'll do what I'm told I think we should bake it into brownies and just eat it
0: There, there you there go. We go Over there master Control is Mr. Howie The Super Chef Jay
4: Steven The Star Wars 420.
0: Yeah. Is is that the name of the real one? Or did you just come up with that just now? Just now. What about 420 parsecs? Look Ah. for the URL, man. Yeah. Hurry up,
2: Howie. Buy that one, too.
0: (laughs) Oh, welcome to the dank side. Mm. Oh, Oh.
1: dank side. I like
0: it. Yeah. Over there, uh, joining us once again is Mr. Josh from Kokomo.
2: Hello,
1: Dap World. Dang. Right. That's my cool sign. gap hey, world. You know. Yeah, it's a it's like a marijuana thing,
0: right? Yeah, sure, yeah, probably. I Doobie Fett. No. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Wow, that happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Darth Blunt.
2: <laughs> how about star wars a new roach
1: oh i like that get a new roach clip yeah for your roach yeah luke
0: roach. high walker Ooh. Oh. The, the high walker saga <laughs> uh? cross um, pun down a few high as f mr garrick not jay hardy
2: i'm so high right now i know
0: right r2 blaze i don't even
2: know how to get down from how high I am. I'm so
0: high! I don't even know how to talk
2: drug lingo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, that's the problem. I, I'm having troubles coming up with things. I know we don't know
3: We're guys, not good at this. Hey, Princess Blazer,
4: guys, mm. it's the Mara Jane. <laughs>
0: oh, oh yeah. Oh, was Mara J. Don't tech, don't actually drop any of the mics, guys. They cost money. But that was a mic. Drop. <laughs> Just
2: that was Drop a mic mic. Mike, the actual mic, the person. <laughs>
0: yeah, hey, drop mine.
3: me. Take a stool out from under him. Drop me off the top of the house. Drop Mike, not Acid Kids. All right.
0: In the meantime, welcome back. We're going to talk about some Star Wars because that's the thing that we do. So let's not wait up. Let's talk about some review. Yeah. Let's
1: review. Some
0: mix. But first Darth Cannabis. Oh
1: <laughs>
0: I'm not gonna stop Man, even though Howie already put the period on the end of the sentence.
2: Forgot about cannabis. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah so hey guys. Before we get into reviews, <gasps> I got a very special segment for you guys. Oh yeah? Yes. So last time I did a special segment, I I think we were trying to decide what to call it. I think we ended on. And that's the rest of the saga. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So back by popular demand. I have another one, another salute to someone in Star Wars. There we go. That you may not understand this or have heard their story before, but now it's coming to light. And before I get into it, let me tell you, so these facts are true, but I did add my own coloring here and there. So,
0: <laughs> hey, hey, no prefaces. I, <laughs> hey, I hey. think you'll uh, don't call you'll out your own me. fake news. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. So here we go. So in the late 2017s, John Winslow, a reporter for the Denver Post, found a lead on a story that could very well change the landscape of Star Wars as we know it. <gasps> John packed his stuff and went to hit some leads. The story he unraveled started with a chance meeting, a whirlwind romance, and a secret that an 80-year-old man had been hiding in his basement from his girlfriend of 15 years. And this is that story. It all started in a small bookstore in Boulder, Colorado in the year 1998 stephanie doll now in her 60s and single had all but given up on that young person's foolish game of love she was still happy and content though living her life to the fullest and often endearing or sometimes annoying strangers with the her uh, outspoken and observant demeanor she was in the bookstore now silently perusing books, maybe humming to herself, maybe lost in thought, and not even reading the titles on the books on the shelf. She was about to give up and move on with her day when out of the corner of her eye, she caught the sight of a strange looking man entering the store. I've seen this porn. The man has a character <laughs> The man with a character cut right out of a Luke Beeson film. That is to say, he stood out among the backdrop of the late 90s denim overalls and Tommy Hilfiger polos. Yes. He could have been no more than a day less than 10 years older than her. He stood straight, but his frame was almost too skinny. And the way the lycra material was clinging to his skin, it seemed like even a gentle summer breeze would blow him away. His thin, thick, black rimmed glasses came a generation before hers and they terminated behind his ear into a long white waterfall of straight hair tied neatly into a tail that stopped at the middle of his back. There was something in his eyes, though, even though the thick lens spectacles that belied a certain intelligence that sparkled with a strange kind of hunger. Those eyes drew her in like this staff of Jafar. And before she realized it, She was introducing herself to him. Hello, she said. What do you want? His response was quick and given without a glance, even in her direction. Stephanie was taken aback by this bluntness. Usually her smile and bubbly personality could compensate for her brashness. So she let the awkward silence hang for a moment and started to back away. Oh, maybe this was not a good time, she eventually said. The man, as if now realizing his social faux pas, turned to her apologetically and said, no, it's okay. Call it fate or coincidence, but that chance meeting in that bookstore with uh, Fabio and Harry Potter looking on would lead the two moving in together and living happily together for at least the next 15 years. Living happily, that is, until Stephanie had realized who she really married, until she found the secrets that this man was hiding in his basement. The fact that her newfound boyfriend was not a very talkative person was already apparent. He never liked talking about his past. He was more interested in the present and how she was, and that suited both of them just fine. The two were ones of modest means. They had enough to get by month to month, but never had enough to go on a fancy vacation or or go out to eat all the time but they had each other and to them that was worth all the money in the world it was almost 15 years to the day from the events in the bookstore that the happy couple's landlord decided he needed to remodel their home and that they needed to move them temporarily to an apartment while the remodeling was done stephanie's boyfriend now 80 was still as frail and could not help with the packing or the moving so that left the bulk of the work to stephanie It was near the end of their packing when she realized she had one room left, the basement. She had never ventured there very often. It was mostly filled with tools, gadgets, old computer parts, and some dusty old boxes stacked neatly in the corner. The day she started the process of transporting the contents of the basement to the moving truck, she opened the door to the basement and stood there for a moment, her frame silhouetted in the light coming from behind her. She didn't look too unlike little Georgie Dinbro working up the nerve to retrieve that paraffin wax to use on his paper boat. She decided to start with the dusty boxes, brushing the dust off as much as she could from the sides of the box in order to lift it. A sudden wave of nauseating curiosity overcame her. She slowly reached up and grasped the flaps on top of the box, slowly and soundlessly started to lift them. The flaps popped open. "'sending more dust into the air. "'When the fog cleared, she ventured a peek inside. "'She felt all the blood rush to her head at once. "'She snapped her hands back "'like she had just grabbed a rattlesnake. "'Breath caught in her lungs, and she quietly squeaked "'as she tried to either expel the air or take more in, "'but even her brain could not decide which. "'After the time it took for her whole life "'to flash before her eyes, "'she worked up the nerve to peer in the box again.' to be sure she had seen what she thought she had saw. It all ended up exactly as she thought it was. She wanted to scream, but only managed a dry heave. She slowly reached her hand out and tentatively touched the item in the box, finding the knot that had tied her guts into a pretzel. She looked away as her fingers snaked around the contents to try to find a finger hold in order to wrest the item from the enclosure. Finally, with a dull hollow scrape not unlike a dead man's hand inside the tomb she lodged it free and held it in both hands now felt like her hands felt like dead lead weights strapped to her wrist she turned it over to make sure it was what she thought it was and it was it was in the box for some time but the decay had barely touched it it smelled almost like a mummy's tomb but mustier and there was a scription on the inside of the item and she read it to herself Stephanie's boyfriend was born in San Francisco shortly before the bastard Hitler and his Nazi goons goose stepped into Poland. His father was a commercial artist and his mother joined the war effort shortly after the war had began to be a riveter, an actual Rosie. He was born a frail child in a trying time. He was often sick and in a bed and would remember almost fondly that he had spent two years of his life on death's door with tuberculosis. The days during those two years, he was banished to a dark room with a heavy laden plate placed on his chest to prevent coughing fits and nothing else in the room to save him except his thoughts. Being in solitary confinement for two years could have broken anyone, and it should have broken him, but in fact, it did quite the opposite. It made him stronger mentally, if not so much physically. He had time to think and to create, and his mind became his playground of choice, The war would eventually end and our boys would come home and the young boy would get better and freed from his solitary confinement. And now he had a purpose to create. The boy would become a man and attend college where he would study physics and art and everything to go along with those. And soon after graduation, he took a job at the budding upstart company named NASA. Decades passed and he worked his way through Various departments until he got assigned to a, as a video communicator on a little project called Apollo. He would be there sending the live video feeds when Neil Armstrong took that famous step and even sending it to Wal- Walter Cronkite for his night broadcast that went on air and for that now historical news broadcast of that moon landing. The man's mind was never at rest, he was always creating, always invented. He would go on to design the Omnimax for the San Diego Hall of Science, the very first theater of its kind in the world. After his NASA days had come to an end, he would take a contract with Hewlett-Packard, where he would go on to design the first multicolored computer monitor. These all sound like spectacular feats for a man whose name should be known far and wide. But it wasn't, nor will it ever be. But this was only just the beginning." In the late 60s, he was given the opportunity to work as a consultant for a sci-fi movie based on a famous book. With often insightful suggestions for the movie and talk over turkey sandwiches at lunch, he soon became fast friends with the director. He soon learned that the director had gone through several movie scores, but none of them seemed right. And he was on the verge of a meltdown and just shutting the whole thing down. Stephanie's boyfriend had seen the shots for the opening and had a lot of suggestions on the actions as well as music that could be used. He spoke to the director and suggested he go with something old for the music, but maybe put a twist on it. Maybe something by Strauss <clears throat> and to display the carnal nature deep inside man in their primate soul as the first primates discover weapons and start beating each other to death. And thus the 2001, a space odyssey had its opening which would be part of what would make a cinematic classic. It was his work on this movie that caught the attention of an up and coming director, ready to jump in headfirst into the world of science fiction filmmaking. This new director was a skinny, bespectacled man with a mop of dark hair and a beard to match, and he eventually sent the man a script. The man was instantly entranced with the opportunity to work on this movie. If it wasn't for the writing, it was definitely for the amount of designs and models he would be able to create for the movie. So he immediately signed on. He would end up creating models that we would come to know as X-Wings, Y-Wings, and even the Death Star itself. However, it was on the Death Star model that he had made a grievous mistake. It seemed the two halves of the space station had shrunk at the point where they were to meet across the middle, resulting in a large lateral gap around the equator of the model. He knew he could fill it with putty or sand, but doing so would take a week or more, and he feared setting the special effects shooting back even further, and money for the labor was sparse. So, with that information, he manned up and approached George Lucas. On his way to see Lucas, his creative mind started spinning. Maybe this could be this unforeseen trench could be somehow used in the plot of the movie. So he made his pitch to George and thus movie history was made. George and the man had a falling out at the end of production and left on not so good terms. Lucas had offered him to head his baby, Industrial Light and Magic. The making of the film had left the man with a sour taste, though. And he stepped through the studio gates just one last time into the California sun and fell into obscurity. But that's not the rest of the story. You think that the impact that he had on the movie, we would be hearing his name in the pantheon of greats like George Lucas, John Williams, Lawrence Kasdan, or even Ralph McQuarrie. But he is never mentioned. In fact, at the time of the recording of this podcast, if you search Wikipedia using his name, you will not get any results. Wow. It seems only those who had worked closely with him and maybe some of the hardest of the hardcore fans knew what this man had done to change the film industry forever. That is everyone until Stephanie found his secrets in the boxes stacked neatly in the corners of his basement. You you see, these boxes were not full of dismembered body parts of missing children. I'm not sure where you would have got that from. (sighs) (laughs) Stephanie stood there in disbelief and elation on the day she discovered her boyfriend's hidden past you see the inscription on the item she held read, adventures of Starkiller episode one the Star Wars by George Lucas Mm -hmm. copy number four. These boxes ended up being full of original artworks, models from the movie, scripts, and various other props that he had managed to acquire over the years, as well as all of his NASA memorabilia, including an Apollo transcript from the original mission, all of which she would originally, uh, eventually, with his consent, sell at auction for hundreds of thousands of dollars. And this would is what would capture the attention of the reporter from the Denver Post who I mentioned before. There was no way Stephanie could have known all those years ago that the man she had met fallen for in that tiny bookstore was the man who had been responsible for the success of the biggest movie of all time. That man she had met all those years ago was Colin Cantwell, designer, scientist and hero. And he will not be forgotten. Colin, I for one salute you and to finish in his modest word words advancing culture is done by standing on the shoulder of giants i'm just those shoulders that they stand on and that's the rest of the saga
3: wow amen my
0: god (laughs) and now the altar call
2: Well yeah, so, done, sir. Yeah. So if you want to read the article, so there's the the only way you can find out is this, this one article the Denver Post guy wrote. And it's a shame that, you know, this guy, uh, Carter, is kind of forgotten. In the uh, whole scheme of things, but yeah, he lived a very awesome life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: That's wow. kind of those kind of basement finds are the kind of thing that the super fan just like drools over. <laughs> yeah. I was actually told of like a, a basement a basement discovery of someone uh, I don't know want to say close to me, but somewhat close to me uh, involving like a, a prop from Star Wars, and it's one of those things where it's just like. I want it so bad, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's just overpowering. It's like how something can just sit and languish somewhere when you want to just Mm -hmm. be able to show it to everyone.
2: Yeah, so he's doing uh, comic cons and stuff and that kind oh, of stuff. He's so popping he, up, is he? Yeah, he actually joined Instagram, I guess, not too long ago, and he did a few AMAs on Reddit. So yeah, people, are, the word's getting out.
0: A story like and that's pretty powerful, especially because he comes from a scientific background, which really just lends to the the I think the the cre- the current credibility. You know that that gives you a lot of street cred.
1: Yeah, like how do you go from the communications scientist to the model maker? Yeah,
2: yeah. So, model making was always one of his hobbies. So, to do that in a movie like that was just like incredible.
0: Does that mean someone's going to come along and pay me a living for podcasting? Yeah. All right.
2: Yeah. All right. I'm for right. it. Anyway, moving on to reviews. So, <laughs>
3: <laughs> there you go. Reviews. Reviews.
2: For the reviews. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, we had a plethora plethora of comics, <laughs> but uh, in, in the, I guess, effort to save time and not get too repetitive. I'm just going to cover two this, year, this week, two of the ones I thought that stood out the most. Oh. Yeah, sorry, man. And that would be Star Wars number 50. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Star Wars. Well, the first one's Star Wars number 50. The other one's the, the Darth Vader comic that just came out. Oh, uh, yeah. So, Star Wars, the Marvel line, has actually reached number 50. I guess that's huge. Yeah. Oh, a huge milestone, I suppose. It is. And I'm surprised. They had a big old double issued. Yeah. Especially for Marvel, because usually they reboot after like 30 or so. Yeah, this issue I thought was probably one of the best. It is Star Wars issues that have yes. have come out in a, probably a good while since the Vader comic release, but for sure. Yeah, so good the stuff. yeah the art was good. Yeah, I mean Salvador Larocca, you know. He does okay, but I thought he really did good on this one. Uh, the The story itself was amazing because you, the basically the 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 premise of the the book is the rebels have now got Mon Cal at their side and they're all together celebrating, and then Vader shows up, and they find out that someone had betrayed him. and it ended up being Trios who Leia had taken into her confidence earlier. And now none of their stuff works because Trio sabotaged it and now Vader's going to destroy them. And that's all fine and good. And then the second part kind of goes back in time and explains why Vader decided to take that tactic. Because it's not... I, w- I didn't think that was typically a, a Vader tacti- tactic to set a trap. Usually he just goes in and you know does his thing and that's it. But uh, I thought that was kind of cool. He gets some advice from Ozil. And uh, Veers, who we get to see in the comic, and Veers basically talks him in talks some sense into Vader, I guess, and tells him, Hey, if you want to kind of beat the rebels, you have to you know play by different tactics. And I thought it was really cool how Vader took his advice instead of just like choking him out, but yeah, I thought really good issue, Mike. What do you think? I
3: loved this issue, really. I, the, the I mean, well, because the setup. It took so long. I mean, this is going, this setup was probably over the last, I don't know, five or six issues at at least. And
2: if you want to go back to where Trios was first introduced. Oh yeah. Like our storyline goes goes back to the original Vader run early in the, I think one of the annuals. I was going to say the annual,
3: uh, yeah, one of the uh, first annuals was the setup for this because this was, um. A planet that is, is completely new and uh, basically uh, real short <laughs> summary of that was that, you know, this was uh, a planet important to the Empire and they had gone there. And Vader basically, uh, again, in short, kills everybody except one of the daughters of the the uh, king and basically puts her in place as a puppet. Yeah. And fast forward uh, over the Mon Cal arc that we just got through. um, She was basically acting as a double agent for the rebels seemingly. And she was the one that basically enabled them to be able to bring Mon Cal into the fray for the rebels. So you're thinking, Oh man, this is a big deal. And you know, the rebels now have the Mon Cal's on board and their cruisers, you know, which is, has completed their fleet. And uh, now we have the big reveal, which is there was all a setup the whole time, wow. you know, where she has basically um, double-crossed them and, well, triple-crossed, I guess. Yeah,
2: basically, yeah. Agent.
3: And, uh, yeah. And <laughs> Double, you find crossed. out yeah that it was a, a plan of Vader's the whole time to set them up and gathered them all together in one spot. And basically the Empire is there and they're getting ready to lay slaughter to them. So. Yeah. I mean, this is a big arc. For yeah, something this is that's not this a is, movie. This <laughs> is
2: good. This is good story building. Yeah, this, I mean, that's amazing. The, the, it's it's hard to describe without having someone have read it because there's just so much stuff that went into this story, and it just kind of culminated in this issue. Wow. And it was it was uh, yeah yeah i like the the writing staff at Marvel is just.
3: They're they on top like, of it, dude. I think, yeah. I
2: think they're I've amazing said this
3: before, you know, I mean, to me, the comics are, are really what's hitting it right now. You know, I know the the books less so the novels, uh, yeah. but I mean, with the with a few exceptions, like the Thrawn novels and things like that, you know, and, and of course, you know, the, the animated series are doing real good. But to me, the comics are really hitting yeah. hard, man. I mean, they're doing the best at doing these big story arcs. You know, doing again. This setup has been over the last year and a half, two years. You know, to had to introduce oh, yeah. this new character that we haven't seen in movies or anything else to bring it full circle to something like this. You know, and then again, the comics are doing the best job, in my opinion, of of you know cementing you know all the things that we've seen in the movies. You know, yeah. they're the ones that they're, are bringing the, you know just because they're
2: bringing it. End. They brought in top tier Marvel writing talent. I mean, they brought in the people who do the main titles like uh, Jason Aaron did the Thor title. Charles Soule did uh, the the Wolverine title. Uh, death of Wolverine and now the I guess rebirth of Wolverine whatever it's but called he
3: came back Shocking.
2: <laughs> yeah really yeah, seriously
3: right. this arc is, is turning out to be one of the most important points
2: in all of the Star Wars <laughs> I know it sounds I mean it sounds hyperbolic but it's true it, I, mean, it is. Is like, I mean this uh, is like a huge betrayal
3: <laughs> and, and and right now the entire rebel alliance is getting ready to be a limit I mean we know that that's not going to happen
0: Oh, uh, right. spoilers spoilers <laughs>
3: Cold but down. I mean this is a big arc man this is a big deal this is this is top tier grade A stuff right here this
2: meaty is primed USDA graded <laughs> beef Star Wars beef weapons grade <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> yeah.
3: if so, you haven't been partaking in the comics I would suggest get in now oh the, yeah
2: absolutely <laughs> especially with the next comic we're going to talk about is Vader because Vader's arc the last arc just ended and this this um book was a one-off uh so i guess i guess we're done talking about star wars unless you had anything else you no, no, huh, huh, okay so Brad. darth vader 18 came out it was kind of a one shot after the last arc had ended and just for you listeners who maybe don't read the comics the next two issues will be about building vader's castle so if you're interested in how vader got his castle Check out the next couple. Issues. One, yeah, I know I am because you know Vader's castle is always even like kind citadel, of citadel, man. A, kind of like a legend of the legends. You well, know, now that we've <laughs>
0: established that Vader's castle is on Mustafar, I'm I'm, I'm yeah. the mindset, I just want to know
1: why would why why would yeah, he choose is, that? Yeah. Insight into the psychology of Vader. Like, why would he want to build this? Why would uh, he want it there? Why yeah. would he want it to be?
2: So- and that's something that this comic does really well, getting inside the head of Vader. That's true. Um- not just like through the dialogue, but through the like what you see. His yeah,
0: what he like sees in his own psyche. Like that, what that's one of the things that's really stood out to like
2: me. Like I've mentioned, like and I just can't get over it. Like when he goes into his meditation area, oh, and you see, are you favorites. see his like mind's eye or whatever, yeah. and it's just like this like red like storm of anger and you know hatred, and then you just see these little white butterflies floating around. And it's like wow, that's so impactful. Like the you can draw Amazing. from just one panel. Who the
0: freak? I mean, was it just the <laughs> artist? Just you know, the penciler just freelancing? Just <laughs> I don't know. But or was are... it like did they sit down and have a talk? You know, did the writer <laughs> right. and everybody? Because yeah. like, it show that is such a powerful visual.
2: I, I'm guessing like Charles Soule and him collaborated. If I mean, I don't know for sure, but if I guess the, the writer probably is like yeah. And then show Vader in his meditation. You know plane or whatever plane of existence and then the artist is like uh, okay how do I do that I'm like I'm guessing that's how it happened but yeah Darth Vader 18 is a one shot where uh, Tarkin right is there. actually hunting Vader <laughs> With, yeah <laughs> I know right
0: <laughs> okay it hurts now
2: <laughs> so, so how we will know from the Tarkin novel since it's one of the ones he actually read burn. <laughs> Steven? <laughs> well, like with his eyes? Yeah, he read it, or I guess he listened to it. <laughs> oh, oh,
0: everything's you know, accurate. Situation normal.
2: Tarkin's backstory is he's this, he's actually like a really good hunter, like he was raised on Iadu mm-hmm. and it was all, there's a big hunting like culture there, so he, he Engaged in hunting, hunted some of the most dangerous beasts. And now it's dangerous. He's hunters. Yeah. Dang it. You beat me to it. <laughs> Except I said, the prey. most dangerous game. I
0: said, pray it's the uh, most dangerous yeah. game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I said it right. Yeah. yeah. Darth Vader. So we opened this comic and we're like, we're not told any backstory at first. We just know that Tarkin has gathered a group of red shirts to go hunt down Vader. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just the just the tactics, he, just the way Tarkin—it's all from Tarkin's perspective. So you kind—you of, know those uh, in comics—they have those boxes where you—it's their thoughts. So we're yeah. seeing Tarkin's thoughts and like how he how he's adapted different tactics to try to take down Vader, and they're all failing because Vader's kind of outthinking him at every turn. He kind of has the whole Force thing going on. Yeah, and it, well, he he has the Force thing, but you know, Vader also kind of sets traps for him as well. We kind of see, and this is kind of going into the psyche of Vader. He's not just this like murder machine that goes and just, that's his one thing. He just goes and kills things. He actually, he actually is strategic at some points. Do you feel that they've
0: accurately, or that's not the word.
2: Do you feel that they
0: have developed a composite of how Vader went from whiny Anakin from the movies to like incredibly, like deceitful planning like I, I, right look I the movies the okay
1: the movies it, he's totally reactionary in the movies yes okay
0: but
3: but but that's what the beauty of like the clone wars and these comics and everything because you get that bigger picture now yeah i think i've said this in past podcasts the clone wars did so much to expand my View of Anakin Skywalker. Make me watch all the rest of the Clone Wars, aren't you?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which feels like such a stupid thing to say. Why haven't I already? And I know why. Should,
3: there's but,
2: five thousand of yeah. them, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, there's yeah, a lot and, of them and and that the, don't. You, you got
3: Anakin. You need the Cliff Notes. Yeah, take okay, the bad here's, with here's the good. The but I'm if so you, watch. I mean, there's there's, there's got to be a list those out Star there. Star
2: Trek compilations.
3: Here's all the Borg <laughs> episodes, right? And seriously, there's probably a list out there of the essential Anakin episodes. If
0: you could just give me the ones that are only droids and Jar Jar, and the ones. <laughs> that only surround the clones and their relationships with one sure. another. Seriously, hey, I like some of those. So, uh, the, the, some, those are those are the least
3: offensive of the, those. The three. Clone Wars did a lot to do that, but this particular series, where it's 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 you know, right after Revenge of the Sith, Anakin is is great, and and this particular comic is. I think as Garrick's getting ready to explain, yeah. Yeah, really, I want to hear this. is pretty awesome. Well, let me so, let me set this up for you. So, okay, go ahead. and and then I'll let you explain the rest of it. But just this first panel is basically Tarkin. They're on a planet. He's at a camp. He's sitting on a rock. He's thinking. He's got and, an
2: Aussie there.
3: Yeah, he's got an <laughs> Aussie. He's got basically a team he's put together to hunt Vader. Right. And basically, as he's sitting there thinking, he goes, "I began with twenty men, including myself. Eight remain." Do we know why call me
1: Ishmael? That's what level of quality that is. We still we don't know at this point why he's hunting Vader. No, yeah. we don't. We so, have no
2: idea. So I want to, I want before we get to that, I want to ask, give your guy, ask you a question. So you were talking about you wanted to see kind of the psyche of Anakin. Mm-hmm. So this, let's put this in perspective. So this is basically maybe like a month or two after he had been, you know, given the Darth Vader suit, and uh, the Emperor had told him that you know Padme's dead and his babies are dead and I all that stuff. Younglings. How, well, how would, how would you expect? an Anakin to react after that when he's no longer under the Empire Emperor's direct nose. Honestly the way
0: the going from the movies I would expect him to become just a a rolling rage monster of destruction. Mm-hmm. that's all That's all the movies would clue me in to expect.
1: Yeah, I would think that he's still reeling because he's still reactionary, but he's funneling all that rage.
0: Yeah, the one thing I've never got is where he turns
1: to plot it. To a tactician.
0: Yeah, when does he turn you, into a You tactician? should have read the book.
4: <laughs> the Tarkin you, book? No, the, uh, the Vader uh, uh, Palpy book. The
0: Vader Palpy yeah.
2: book. Sh- that takes place after this, I think. Shiva Rooney, Volume 1, got it. Yeah, but uh, well. in this... It, to me, is that what, what book are we talking about? No, for real. No. What book are we talking uh, about? Shoot, what's that called?
0: That's all right. I don't want to
2: derail everything. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go continue. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm thinking about picking so up anyway, Audible again. So, so, so to reveal why this is happening. Vader actually tells Tarkin he needs to hunt him because that he he owed uh, Tarkin owed Vader a favor. And, and now Vader's cashing it in. He's like, okay, here's what you need to do. You really? need to try whatever you can do to kill me. So to me, I kind of saw that as maybe a little bit of sorrow, maybe a little bit of his trying to vent his rage that he, he's simultaneously killing people and trying to die or honing, the,
3: honing his skill. Maybe
0: given the yeah. fact that Tarkin's name is Willow, right? Yeah. I'm assuming Willough like William shortens to Bill, and so Vader just said, "Kill me, Billy." I'm Kill assuming me, that's Billy. how it went down. <laughs> I'm assuming. I
1: yeah. mean we we know but that you know. we know that Jedi's me. are very suicidal. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an, obscure, <laughs> but, that's an old <laughs> South Park reference. I didn't expect
0: that much of a reaction. So,
2: so to me, this is Anakin trying to work out the emotions he's trying to get rid of yeah, because he's, he's trying to mask what he, you know, his sorrow that with anger sense. and rage and it's just not working and he's trying to kill everybody. But eventually he's just like, baby, I just need to die. Yeah. Baby. That's what I was kind of
0: wondering, like if it's the kind of thing where it's like, all right, uh, try to kill me, and if I survive, then maybe it's like a fatalist kind of thing. Like, all right, I survive, so yeah. there's it's, purpose it's, in that.
2: It's this something. total consequentialist thing. Like, right. okay, this I'm these this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. The consequences are what they are. Let's do it. Okay, this, I don't care this, if I die or whatever. This
1: is interesting to me because I see this parallel with Kylo Ren and his really struggle yeah. and, des- and desire to say, "What do I need to do?". To solidify yeah, yeah, this path, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. You know, and and it's like, what if, do I need if, to do to prove I that I'm, kill I'm capable my of this? Do I yeah. need to kill my mother? What what is the thing that solidifies me? What makes me know that I'm doing me? what yeah. I quote should end quote be
0: doing? Like, what is my destiny? What is my future? Yeah, yeah. yeah like when
1: when does the turmoil Do we think that's intentional? A
0: solidity. Do we think it becomes dark side? Do we think illustrating Vader's struggle with that is kind of an intentional parallel to the new media that we're seeing? I don't
1: know. Is it always a struggle? Does Vader then reach a moment where he is so. he, He just has to compartmentalize and become such a tactician.
0: Yeah. And let's talk about that for a second. Let's let's really I mean, let's let's dig our heels into this. Um traditionally in like the legends, when people have fallen to the dark side, if we go back far enough, it was almost always because they were just tempted to do one thing that just made them turn the corner. Right. Maybe there was some stuff setting, you know, setting it up and then one big catharsis, one big climax caused them to, to fall. Right. Um, But then in later years, like as we got into like the, the new Jedi order and things like that, it started to become a little more about, conflict inner conflict and even self-sacrifice like i'm going to doom myself and do horrible things for the greater good of the galaxy right howie howie the greater good thank you the greater um, good so <laughs> you know and, and we started to get a little deeper on that now we're getting into like but we didn't do that we didn't do that with vader we we never did that with vader but now we here we are in the comics we're actually taking vader like the absolute face of the dark side right Uh, uh, traditionally speaking and we're actually diving into his psyche with how did the character who makes us believe that the dark side is actually badass right right like Mm -hmm. how did how did he get to that point what was his journey down that road and what we're finding is that and maybe it's maybe it's a blessing in disguise that the writing and uh, of some of the prequel movies was kind of I don't know what a nice word is. I'm going to use a word that people won't like, and, and probably. But I was going to say infantile. <laughs> oh, you know, it was, it was basic. We'll call it basic, right? Maybe it's a blessing that it was kind of basic because now in this new media, we can kind of explore that more deeply, which you couldn't really maybe do in a with a widespread audience. And then I want filmmakers to do that, but. In this case, it's kind of like they're taking their time to get into all this nuance and stuff like that. Maybe that's a reward for all the patience we've had.
2: Yeah. I think comics just can do that because movies you you can't do nuance. Yeah, well, and
4: the book that I was referring to is yeah, well. uh, Lords of the Sith.
2: Yes, that's think, right. Yes, um, and yeah.
4: it's really that's kind of what it's about in, in a lot of ways. It's it's the the coming of age of Darth Vader and. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of mistrust with Palpatine with Vader because he struggled. He had uh, a lot of struggle with uh, getting rid of the past, and and he still watch s- Last Jedi. Still, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> still <laughs> hanging on well, to, to to uh, you know his. Uh, the people that he loved. Right. And so he had to, to get past that. I need to put that one on This
1: list. is still why I really wanna like Kylo Ren, though. I mean I do like, like Kylo like, Ren. I mean, we were introduced. I totally I too. do. We I, were yeah. we were introduced to Vader yeah. at a badass moment. But <laughs> Kylo Ren at the phase that he's in at right now, if we compare struggling to, for badassery. If, if we compare that to where we've actually been revealed Anakin was at the same situation. Tyler kind of kicking Anakin's ass at this point. Oh, yeah.
0: Like in terms totally. of like maybe like ep two or better. Oh, totally. Ep yes. three Anakin. He, like, yeah, three. Yeah.
4: Well, he didn't have to. Like he doesn't have to deal with all the burns
1: and missing limbs. So. Yeah, that's, right. that's
0: true. Yeah. He yeah. didn't have the carbon fiber face okay. bandage.
1: I'll give you that. Yeah. But <laughs> but what can we do? I mean, I don't want to take the conversation this way, but where can we go in episode nine? I mean, it, it, if they will be smart and move it out, as opposed to the first two movies, like, oh, this happened over yeah. seven days over the course of five minutes. Yeah, if if we take it this, Oops, out only five got an eighth of a <laughs> and yeah. we and we actually get a badass Kylo Ren,
3: I will. Just- I honestly hope that like Ep nine is like ten years later.
1: Dude,
0: me too. I've been saying <laughs> it this whole time. I want, I want our first shot of Kylo Ren to be like sitting on a throne in the dark, not moving, and just barely muttering because he is so unhappy with his life. <laughs> like he controls everything, right? Everything's under him. The first order's rolled everywhere, and he's just sitting there in the dark, unhappy there, there, because there's, he there's is shots. not
1: actually evil at his court. It there's just sh- makes there's house there's into shots a throw. That rug. Established the first order as actually being cruel and horrible. Yeah. As opposed to a joke, yeah, that would also help. Yeah, that would also also help.
2: Okay, hey, they shot all those
1: villagers. I digress. Yep. yes, that was a good. Thing. Josh got his shots in. Okay. <laughs> all right, so let's let's bring it back here, mm-hmm. Darth Vader.
2: Darth Vader, good comic. Check it out if nice. you don't. And also <laughs> read Lords out. of the Sith. Yes, <laughs> yes, read Lords of the Sith. If and you like Vader, I don't know why you're not reading the Vader comic. That means it's time for Perkins by the week.
4: <laughs> <Shut in. laughs> that was a great segue.
2: <laughs> it's all the weed.
4: <laughs> Man, you put your
0: weed in there. It's our, it's our blunts. I don't know uh, I don't know if y'all know this, but there's been a lot of talk about reshoots in the movie that have been coming out around the Star Wars lately. Everybody reshooting this and reshooting that and how much it costs to reshoot the other thing. Remaking, remaking. I don't know if y'all know this, but the, uh, the funeral pyre scene on Endor... Oh, yeah. Luke's burning up his daddy was was actually a reshoot. It wasn't originally in the script, and it was done long after principal photography had wrapped right there in the hills of the Skywalker Ranch. <laughs>
1: Whoa. Uh, huh. They have a burn permit for that? There, there were no forced ghosts. So forced ghosts were an
3: afterthought. Yep.
0: I, uh, I I'm really excited. This this just in several several stalwart stalwart st- Star Wars Stability. stalwart listeners who uh, have engaged us on uh, social media uh, and and they've they've actually peered into the future and listened to this podcast and responded with additional Star Wars weed podcast names. And I'm going to present them to you guys. All right, I'll give me your opinion. I'm going to do a rundown. We got a handful. Thank you.
2: Got a time machine or
0: something? Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. They were li- they were listening live uh, somehow. All right, you ready? All right, here's number one. Ready? Here we go. I like that. A new dope. Dope. Uh, right. Interesting.
1: Right. Let's see
0: what right, you did number there. Two, number, two, number two. Number two. The reefer wakens. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's good. Huh?
3: Dear Lord. Blaze
0: window. You like Blaze Windu? Oh, that's better than mine. All right. Uh Jabba's Desert That's spliff. Blaze Window, thank you very much. Desert uh Jabba's Desert Spliff.
2: I don't no. know what a spliff you're, you're is. His skiff. Oh. Hey, what? D- his his skiff. Yeah, I don't know what a spliff is. Is that it? Is that a marijuana? It's,
0: it, that's a that's a is, drug. Is that term. a marijuana? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let me give you Ara Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Huh? that's really good. All right, that's smart. Yeah. That's that, I mean that's deep, canon. Ara All right, here we go. Uh, the forest don't cost a thing. A Star Wars joint. No, <laughs> nothing <laughs> for that. You're trying too hard for that one. Really? No. All right, I'm gonna bring it back. Forest moon of Endo. Oh, ho,
2: ho. Huh? Yeah. I, uh, yeah.
0: Indo is a thing. Indo. Yeah. yeah.
4: Smoking and sipping endo. on gin and juice. Yeah, right. Oh,
0: yeah. Like the gin and juice. All thing. right. Last one on the list. Ready? We're going to wrap it up. The, the absolute final pinnacle of, of Star Wars weed crossover podcast names Nug Nug. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, got Wait a I've got one. I've
1: got one. Hey, you can't top Nug Nug, bro. Why'd it be Nug
2: Nug? That's one. like.
1: It's like Warcraft, isn't it? But with marijuana. <laughs> that was amazing. no. That's that's I'm trying. For
0: you that's that's trying too hard.
1: Uh, no, nug nug like nyub-nyub, no, that, That's not re- uh, uh,
0: zub yeah. zub or it's zug Z- zug or whatever. What, <laughs> zug, zug. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I still like. Mike. It has to do with the with the the pot. Oh,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, now I get it. Speaking of the pot, let's go to it with some. <laughs> Not reviews? <laughs> discussions. I did reviews. Not rumors. rumors. Did it sound <laughs> Not rumors. Like we didn't just seriously plunge, like slap oh, the genitalia disgusting. of deep oh, discussions disgusting. together on the Vader thing.
3: <laughs> well, we're going to do more. Bumped the proverbial uglies. Well, for those who partook a couple weeks ago, we took a look back at the prequels. Hmm. <gasps> <gasps> This week, we are going to take a look back at A New Hope, my friends. A New New Hope? Is that that the first one? That would be E.P. Four, the first one. First one that was Star actually Wars, ever. Pantheon. Yes, on the Pantheon episode.
0: Yes, yes. Nothing because it was A just story, called Star
2: Wars. <laughs> A story from the Journal of Wills: The Adventures of Star Killer. Yeah,
0: when, man, all that cool stuff. When did the
2: E.P. Four
0: A New Hope subtitle actually get added? Was it the videotape believe, release? No,
3: I believe and and. I don't quote me on this. I'm okay. going to Google so I can quote I'm quoting you. <laughs> you. All right. So check me on this. Okay. So the, the film was released in 77. Okay. In 70. 70- uh, that is fact. Okay. In 79, there was a re-release. Ah. I believe the re-release in 79, which is actually when I saw it for the first time. Yep. I believe the re-release. God, you're old. I wasn't even born. No, we're gonna talk I, we're gonna go we're gonna talk about this when our first exposure was. That was my first exposure. But anyway, so that would have been a year before the release of Empire Strikes Back. Right. So and I believe at that point, since there was a sequel on the books, so to speak, that mm-hmm. that's when they they changed the title because you're right, when it was released in seventy seven, it just said Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yep. In, in, in the crawl. Yeah. Okay. But I, in the I really re-release, I believe trailer it was episode four, A New a Hope. A boy, a girl, and a galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I, I quoted Pretty you ships. on that,
0: and you are real, real close. Yeah. Everything you said is true. Oh. April 10th, 1981 was the re-release that oh, added
2: it. Oh, okay. All
3: right. If, if,
0: hey, if you're only going to get dates wrong, that's not even fake news. That's <laughs> still right. real news. All right. Well, there well you go. Done. You should
2: have so put it in an era. It like doesn't Disney even story. have a button
4: for that one, so... Yeah. <laughs>
2: I know. I need to fix Well, it. I just
3: guessed that. I mean, because I, and that's going to be my first question to everybody is what was your first exposure to? Star Wars. So Star before, Wars New existed before I did. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, me It's well, <laughs> hard to remember. Okay. Uh, uh, so my, my, me, I'll
0: ta- oh, okay, go ahead.
3: Well, I was, I gonna was say let me let me start Star since I've kind of gone down this road. No, screw you, Mike. <laughs> I was born in 73, well before you guys. Whoa. No, really. you were not born in 73.
4: 1973? cross-check that. i No, 73. I did, no. When Mike was born, the state I mean, still held
0: independent militias. You no, know, he
4: was right. He was right. He was born in 73. No, in
2: 73.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You guys are dicks. It's called the
2: Fall of Roman. Okay,
3: so being born in 73... And again, I've had to go back and, and piece this together in my mind because I saw A New Hope in the theaters. Okay. Jeez. Now. Wow. So I've had to, to deduce, though, that oh, so I did not right. see it in 77 because I would have only not been like four it. years old hmm. and I would not have remembered that. So I thought the re-release was in 79. Right. So, I believed that I saw it in 79, but you're saying it's 81. Well,
0: you might have seen it in 79, but they, but yeah, according to what Google just told me without me even clicking into a website, because right. Google does that for you and just, right. says, oh, thanks,
3: Googles. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Googles. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Paul Guggins uh, I mean, I suppose it could have been 81. still in theaters in, in 78. I mean, it was such a huge hit. Well, remember, at the time. remember. There's we didn't, else we didn't get
0: six movies a week back then. We didn't get 12 movies a week, right. but we didn't get 25 movies a right. week back then. You got like you for a year. You would get movies And they like, all won Oscars. You'd get B movies every couple weeks, but you get an A release movie every few weeks. Right. I, mean, I mean, I'm 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 oversimplifying, but we're talking about back when your major theaters across the U.S., especially anything that wasn't coastal, had at most two screens. Right. You know? Yeah. So, and, and they would load up movies. They would, they would load them up and play them and they'd unload them and load another movie and play them. So there was nothing, there weren't, I don't know that there were any dollar theaters cause shoot a movie didn't cost a buck back then. I don't think, but I don't know what it cost 77, but they would, <laughs> they load, I mean, they would still play
3: the movies. It didn't have to die necessarily. Right. And that movie had a lot of legs because when it was originally released in 77, it was in limited release. It was not released because no one thought this movie was anything other than it. But it was such a huge success in those few theaters that it was. And and again, we'd have to really go back and dig in and see how long it was in theaters. But
1: didn't even think it was going to be
3: a success. Nobody did.
1: Well, he
0: was gambling on it, but he wasn't confident. Right. right? (laughs) Uh, uh, You know, it's funny because I tried to think of anything like that in modern times. Or recent times, I should oh, say, geez. and the only thing that I can even draw an allusion to is Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> because Napoleon Dynamite was—I would—I I, I hesitate to use the word, but I want it—languishing in like independent style theaters for yes. a, for months and a months time, you're right. before it hit wide release as you recall i took you yes, to you see did, it and i said you have out. to see it and i had seen it like 5 months previously in a, really? in, wow. in one of those theaters in chicago that plays those kind of off like 5 months and the person who took me to see it had already seen it 5 times at that to- at that <laughs> point so who knows how long it had been sitting there right you know and when i saw it there were only 6 people in the theater when the first time i saw it yes. but then every <laughs> subsequent time i went to see it there were more people and half of us were high-fiving because it was a third or seventh time we'd seen the film <laughs> remember the guy in front of us asking yeah. me how many times i'd seen it yes right, yes. like that that's kind of and that was a very very weird thing okay star wars right was that times 10 20 yeah, 30 right right
1: yeah
2: the i mean billion. There, for, there, for wasn't,
1: e- there wasn't like science fiction happening at that
3: Well, there was science fiction, but science fiction not was not. It wasn't action adventure science fiction. (laughs) It wasn't the it
0: wasn't the western fantasy, whatever the other subgenres that people ascribe to Star Wars. Um, Science fiction was more of a philosophical exploration. At that point, like two thousand and one, like we I'm, talked about earlier, like Star Trek. I'm
1: getting like jazzed right now for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why. It's the weed, I, man. No, no, it's you. told <laughs> that you weed. told me to think. i really dang hungry. I saw this movie. Yes, and I'm jazzed. Okay, well, go ahead. You're the man. Oh crap. Okay, so you're on the spot. This don't is, ruin this. this is back in the time. Hello, so hello. I was. I was born in nineteen seventy nine. Okay. Okay. So this was during the time when we would go to the grocery store to rent... A VCR. Mm -hmm. Wow! Yeah, renting a VCR at the grocery store. We did did, did not. (laughs) Yes,
0: we didn't just go to the video rental. (laughs) You went to the equipment rental, kids. (laughs) This is. This is. I remember this. And they. And the VCRs had plastic cases around them so that you wouldn't (laughs) drop them like an a hole when you got out of your car. They were encased in up like a like a like a blow molded plastic briefcase, just open enough so you could access the buttons in the slot. This. Is, like Eric's mom. Okay, this
1: is small oh, town. Wait, this is small town, Southern Indiana. I go to the local IGA.
0: <laughs> <laughs> IGA.
2: Oh wow, is that still open? At,
1: and you would you would go look through the VHS tapes. Yes, bro. In, in the small section, and there's at, still at beta the front, section. Which, yeah, which was next to the beta tapes. <laughs> exactly <laughs> at the front of the IGA, and you would look at all of these movies. As if a world was opening up to you. Yes. Okay. Like Eric's mom. Okay. Whoa. And, okay. My parents, <laughs> I grew up conservative Christian. Okay. It was a huge deal when my parents, okay. I grew Right up, now, you're like a raving, angry atheist. <laughs> Got it. I grew up in a church that going to the movie theater was a sin. Yes. Yes. Yeah, guess. I mean, now now several of us grew up- I'm not, not going to delve into that too much, but- my parents, my family conveniently okay. wrote that off. <laughs> They're like, forget that. We're seeing some movies. <laughs> my parents deciding okay, we're going to rent a VHS player. <laughs> <gasps> this okay, is how we're going to so, skirt so, the line. So we were, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I swear to you, <laughs> the first movie I saw in the this theater- This is Scientology. The first movie I saw in the theater was the re-release of Seven. Star Wars A New Hope. Oh. What? (laughs) Seven. Oh, my gosh. So you were like a sophomore in high school. Yes, because it was a sin to go to the theater. That's the first movie you saw in the theater? That is the first
0: movie wow. I saw. I don't. I wait, know wait, this wait, isn't wait, the first wait, wait, one, wait, 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 I remember that's seeing wait, That's fun. a great wait, 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 thing, stop, though. Stop, stop, stop. That's you're a great talking, thing. No,
1: you're
3: talking I, I, special edition. Special yeah.
1: edition. I, no, 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 you, no, 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 no. I want wow. you to know how
3: fucking monumental we was, spe- was, was, was it 1997? Yes.
1: That is the first movie I saw in the theater. Whoa! And
3: it was... I
0: remember sitting in the balcony for Follow That Bird. Okay. Okay. It
1: was a oh, fucking burning. defiance of my parents wow. who decided that I was old enough to make my own decisions to go to the sinful movie theater to see. This and movie. you knew they did not. They were not OK with it. Okay. But but yeah. OK. So that gives you the secondary impact of Star Wars in my life. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Why was it that I went? Why just, was it that I would defy my parents to go see this movie? <laughs> your 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 deepest, corest relationship yes. to your parents
0: at the most spiritual level. Yes,
1: it is because <laughs> when we rented a DVD, uh, a VHS, DVD VHS player, DVD, yes, don't yes, get yes, ahead right. of yourself. My parents rented Star Wars: A New Hope, and I don't. I assumed they had not seen it, and they popped that thing in. And there were stars on the screen and, and wars. The, this is someone who is starving for something like this, starving yeah. for uh, um, a story that is beyond themselves. I remember sitting on my bed, propped up reading Tolkien's fellowship of the ring. Okay. Yeah. Like I remember being blown freaking away by the, by the Lord of the Rings. Okay. Good book. I was drawn to these stories that were beyond myself. They pop in this movie. The scroll starts, and I am transported to a place that I have not been before. Yeah. And I don't know if how I I I'm struggling in this moment to put words to it, and maybe someone can help me. But I'll just stop and say that it was, it was a transformative Belosh. experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's my first got. my first time was uh in a basement while my parents were playing poker and eating chips. Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: Wait, what? That's We're not talking, talking about sex. That's <laughs> about <laughs> Star Wars. No, no. Time out!
1: Time out! You grew up in the same church I did, but you actually, actually, you didn't have the same fucking that agree, pro- man. That is probably accurate in both respects,
0: if oh, I'm man. really being honest. But separated by at least 14 years. <laughs> okay, no. Um, uh, uh, this gets a little churchy parents used to uh, get together and play cards with the uh, one of the pastors and the pastor's wife. Ooh, They're and, very close. And cards were very. Well, this wasn't this wasn't the same denomination that we later became a part of. This was earlier on okay. where it was a little looser with that kind of stuff. But the kids we'd yeah, all they were. we'd all hang out in the basement. The girls would be playing Ooh. Barbies, the boys would be playing Hot Wheels and on the TV would either be New Hope uh, empire return of the Jedi, or they had cable and all this. I don't know how, like, I don't remember VHS players or like Bears, in this context, or like the care Bears movie, dark or... crystal, all the freaking oh, time, shit, dark dude. crystal, like I always Fuck. wanted to watch dark crystal. And so, but like, that was how I first started getting exposed to it. But then when we bought a VCR, when my parents bought one there in 80, whatever, and I've said this before, uh,
1: you, you had a fucking VCR the, in the '80s. Yeah,
0: I know, dude. We were crazy. Okay, dude. We were ten years. <laughs> we were straight behind. up rich in our thirty-two-thousand-dollar house or whatever, um, like at uh, the one bathroom. <laughs> but it, uh, yeah, the uh, the first VHS we owned that wasn't just something like a blank tape that we recorded off TV. Someone gave to us I was told Recently Like in the last couple of years I didn't know this it, Because it didn't have a, It didn't have the cover But it was the actual Like Copy of Empire Strikes Back With the sticker label on it And are you ready for this Remember the VHS On the end You had the little flip thing down Where you could actually If you pulled, push the button Flip it down You could look at the tape Itself yes, Inside there yeah. It was gray So the tape was black, but the little flip down thing was gray. Well,
1: it would get caught in the VCR and you'd have to.
0: No, not the tape itself. Not like the the actual plastic thing, the cover, the 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 cap. And it was just in a normal, like, like throwaway store bought VHS sleeve. And I I didn't know the difference. But my mother would watch every day when she folded laundry or, you know, whenever she folded laundry. She would just pop the Empire Strikes back in for 30, 40 minutes, watch it. And this, and I, I swear to you, she just did this for months on end, but maybe in my little kid brain where time passes more slowly, it wasn't actually... That long?
1: Why am I getting but chills right now?
0: That's why is this so my, well? Because my mother, when I was when I was in college and I started cavorting with you morons, I started getting more hey. vocal about my Star Wars fandom, right? Which was no less fueled by like you know my dad buying me the Timothy Zahn trilogy, thinking it was the new movies that hadn't come out yet.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, he thought they, yeah. they were books, yeah. but yeah, he, he thought, he thought they were VHS, were VHS tapes. VHS tapes. tapes yeah. So he <laughs>
0: bought for me, and I'm like I'm like what the heck? I know a cute girl who reads Star Wars books. I'll read a star wars book and i loved them and then i get to college and garrick and james are both like hey you should play this star wars role-playing game i'm like what now like like i started becoming like a much bigger fan than even ever before right even though i was already well down that path and my mother says why are you so into star wars now and i'm like you you did it and she's like, what? I'm like, because you'd be in between like Young and the Restless and some other show that you liked and you didn't General like it on TV. Yeah, I don't know. And she would pop in Empire Strikes Back because it was the only like one of the only tapes we owned. And so that became more like, but we're not talking about Empire. I get that. We're talking about Ep4. No, I get it. Yeah, but, but, this is but exposure. This exposure. That was on what F4, cemented man. me. And Ep4 was on TV, given the fact that we didn't have cable. We only had three channels. Right. I would say all the time, quote end quote, which means like sure. every four or five well, months. It was you know?
3: one back when you're talking about. Yeah, Star Wars was like if you remember back then, like it was like Wizard of Oz. Yeah, Wizard of Oz. Yes. Every year, yes. once a year, the Wizard of Oz would be on TV. Yes, thanks. and once a year, a New Hope would be on TV. For that's for decades. that's yes. my exposure
1: yes. right there. And, and, yeah, and I don't, a, I don't go. know why. Like I have zero. I I read zero comic books growing up. Yeah, okay. me too. Right. But for some reason, I remember going to visit my uncle. I remember reading, like, Ewok mm-hmm. comic books. Mm-hmm. I have this memory. Yes. And, and for some people, the Ewok adventure, I don't know. if. It, it, Dude, I um, freaking love the Ewok okay. movies. Screw anyone. Okay, yeah. I don't know if some people are like, okay, I don't even know if that's the correct name, but Corey's just affirmed that it is, okay? Like, the Ewok adventure, I don't know. I don't know what some of these memories. I don't know how I got exposed. Exposed to them. I know how I did. But they became concrete memories of yes. mine of being first influenced by this fantasy realm that transported me to a yep. new place out of this like conservative situation that I was in. Yeah. The 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 uh the lady sorry, from my would,
0: church would, who every now and then I'll would
1: to would babysit
0: us so that my parents could go out. I mean, this is the 80s. You know, like every bo- there was nobody that wasn't like lower middle class at best that we associated with. I mean, nobody, I don't remember people having money when I was a child, although I came to know that they had, I just didn't know that it existed. You know what I mean? Like, and we would go over to this people's house and I remember they had like, like a, like, like a cabiny, like stairway and loft. It was like amazing to me, even though their house is very simple and, and, and like crowded with clutter and stuff like that. But I remember the lady telling me as we watched the Ewok, I think it was, I don't remember his caravan of courage or what, but she was telling me that her nephew actually worked on the movie, was on set, was like like crew on the movie. And I, as a child, I don't think I contextualized it. It takes more people to make a movie than a camera and some actors at best. Right. At best. Right. And, and it was so amazing to me that this person who was related to the people that I'm standing with worked on this thing like – that probably had some really transformative nature on me and why I got involved in like theater and stuff like right. that. I later mean, I, on.
1: I was fucking watching the Smurfs and maybe the gummy bears as like this extension. Oh man. Gummy bears weren't even on yet. Fantasy world. Yeah.
4: We are the but gummy my, bears. My first,
1: okay. I'm by really Duckdales into recently. comics and graphic novels now. No. Yeah. My first experience of comics was, and I can't even name to you what it, what it would have been, but it was, some sort of Ewok connection to the Ewok adventure. I mean, Ewok, <laughs> like, connection. I, my mind is blown right now. Dark timeline, Stephen. Go ahead and check. you keep saying stuff like that. People are going to think we actually did do the weed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got CBD oil on the table right now. There you go. So, you want to expound, Howie? On
4: yeah. Your- so, I I my earliest memories well uh, first before I go there um my first movie that I saw in a the theater was No Holds Barred <laughs> in 89 <laughs>
1: And my parents had a hard time yeah. letting you, me go to you, that you yeah, movie. Br- you were brought up, Hulk in the- Hogan. This is weird. We oh, wow. were brought up. We were well, brought up in the same like 11, situation, 12? Howie. How old were you? Um, I was, yeah, eleven. Yeah, we were brought up in the same church. We're we're not naming the church situation weirdly. It doesn't matter. We it's the way up in it was. The same church. There's
0: a lot of different denominations. Garrick
1: that. was as well. Mm-hmm. It, and that doesn't matter. It's just the way
4: it was. And and there was, uh, you know. Uh, There wasn't anything I have have
1: specific memories of all my friends this movie and I want to so bad I have specific (laughs) memories of all My friends going to see like Rambo 2 and talking About like everything and I'm just like That was over way over This is a world unknown to me As someone who's not allowed to go (laughs) To the freaking movie Well the only reason I got to
4: go Was because I was going to a birthday party
0: yeah, I was going to say it had to be a
4: birthday party. Basically my friends and my and their his
1: parents had to like you're, convince you're, my parents that you're bringing dark go. memories for Yeah, me right so now. I when got I, to go when I wasn't allowed to go to the Halloween party because they were going to be watching Halloween.
0: Dude, I went to a second but, grade overnighter where they watched RoboCop and it scared me so bad I oh, called my parents to come fuck. pick me up and take me home. <laughs> 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 I literally went home cuz I just couldn't sleep after watching RoboCop <laughs> in the second grade. Ugh. But, um,
4: so, uh, so obviously we didn't go to the movies either, uh, when I was younger. So, um, but we watched, uh, I don't, I don't remember how this, it, it just, in my memory is the way it was. Yeah. Every year when A New Hope was on, you watched We it. watched it. You
0: watched As it. a family, we there sat down lot and of watched people it. people that still have a, a Christmas tradition of mm. watching the original trilogy. Yeah. And,
4: uh, I just the, the the biggest memory in my well, first off, I loved it. I couldn't take my eyes off it except for the one scene with, uh, you know, you know, when they're taking Luke out when he's going to find uh, R2. I can't remember the names now. Really, the uh, Tuscan Raiders. Tusken Raiders. Yeah, for Damn some man. reason I had to hide my eyes because it scared me. Yeah, that whole
0: sequence. Um, I still wince when they torture Han and Empire. Don't feel bad. Oh,
4: <laughs> I, that scream is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that gave me nightmares. But um, but yeah, I, I I have such fond memories of us sitting down as a family and watching this movie that I just uh, there I couldn't wasn't even a, there wasn't other understand why I loved that. it so much.
1: Honestly I mean we were freaking watching like Billy Graham <laughs> seeing, like, Freaking
0: We weren't. We were more worldly than you guys. But okay. I will say Thank this. You. you know, uh you know, my mom that whole thing about my mother like, Oh, get you into Star Wars. I think What's funny was that obviously, as children, I don't think we had any concept of a community of fandom, right? And even then, back in the 80s, what were you in? Well, I mean, if you're going to have a community of fandom, they're going to be in like, what, Night Rider, something that's on primetime every night, you know? Or, but pre internet, it was hard to
1: develop well, a community. Well,
0: cons, cons Fre-
4: weren't a freaking, thing. Freaking, yeah. Freaking, well, freaking they v. existed, but, but they but were But not like.
1: Yeah, not like now. Yeah. Like, so, like the science fiction on TV was V and yeah. scared the F out of me as a small child. I never saw nightmare. it. I did.
0: <laughs> it was a big success when you went to play with some kids and you were like, let's play Star Wars. And I'm like, yeah. And they actually knew what it was like, like. If you want to like, let's go play James Bond. Three kids gonna be like, I've never seen that because they didn't have a, v- a VHS player. You know what I mean? They didn't have a VCR, and so it, it was. It but Star Wars was something that was predominantly ubiquitous. Like everyone knew it, and I think for me, I think what like what really stands out in my head because I've also mentioned this on the podcast before. Some of my earliest movie going experiences were going to the drive in and my dad's Pontiac T one thousand, open up the hatchback, watching a movie out the back of it with my sister. Right. And watching E. T. and seeing the character, the kid dressed up as Yoda, walking around at Halloween, and I think that was the f- one of the first like, and I think it was kind of a formative moment where realizing that Those fandom, were, that fandom was a yes. thing that could be almost, um, now I would use the word like meta, you know what I mean? Like fandom was could be something that was even represented in a movie was shocking to me yes. at the time.
1: My my buddy Nick Davis. Had Star Wars figures, and we dug oh my a cousin freaking heads. so many good ones. We dug a freaking Sarlacc pit. Yes, okay. sandbox bro. Now Darth Vader had been left out and squirted by a skunk <laughs> and smelled like fucking skunk. Are you sure he wasn't just stuck in a shoebox with a skunk <laughs> or from know. Masters of the Universe? Uh, now we also played. <laughs> we also played Highway to the Danger Zone. He played <laughs> stuff with all kinds of other figures and stuff. Okay, so. But yes, these formative memories yeah. of Star Wars. Not only because this is whenever toys were introduced and compilation. Yeah, movies. we had a Bespin Speeder. Yeah. Okay. So this is the oh, first nice. time. You know, this is the first time. Never had that. So color. we had movie. This is the first time I that know. toys were associated that with closely. A movie, yeah. Okay? Yeah. And we had these toys.
4: And we played oh, with- if you haven't seen the toys that made us yes. th- you need to see that. The brilliant oh, yeah.
0: the the, the brilliant side effect of having a planet like Tatooine is that every sandbox could be Tatooine. <laughs> it was so easy to play Star Wars in a sandbox because it was like it was set appropriate you know mm-hmm. you could dig a little sarlacc pit you could have a little moisture farm over here like star yeah. wars made sense and
1: a perfect sense
0: this was before this
1: was before screen time
0: yeah exactly before screen time and so we had the sandboxes and then if you were lucky one kid on your block actually had the return of the jedi uh, swing set that had the the speeder bike swing underneath
1: granted it. darth vader was mixed with he-man and gi joe and transformers but hey, it all
3: worked together yeah All right, Garrick. (laughs) Oh, hey, yeah.
2: What was your exposure, my friend? Well, it's hard. I'm like, like you guys, it's hard to tell because, you know, we were born. I think we came around consciousness right as Empire was coming out. Yeah. So, you know, i had been surrounded with actually some of the like, I think I had a bath kit when I was like four or five that I used. That was Empire Strikes Back themed. Nice. Uh, But the first time I actually remember sitting down and watching all of New Hope. I think it was at a school event where they had one of those old reel to reel movie projectors oh, nice. yeah, <laughs> and they projected it on the wall of the gym. Nice. And like that, and that the speaker quality was okay. They, I think they were using the, like the announcer speakers or whatever. Somehow they'd wired it in there. They
0: set a microphone right next to the little two inch <laughs> speaker on the yeah. side of the projector.
2: But I'll never forget, you know, I sit there and I'm with, you know, everybody else in our class watching the, the crawl. And then, and the uh, the star destroyer flies over, and then that engine wash hits, and it, uh, the blockade or the, you know the blockade runner, and then but it's the star the star destroyer yeah. when that flies by and that base just hits. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm sold. <laughs>
0: kicked on all them loudspeaker subwoofers.
2: Yeah, so, you know, we you know we it kind of sucks because I think a lot. I don't know if we any of you guys were ever like surprised that you know Darth Vader was Luke's father spoiler alert so I think we kind of already knew that <laughs> I don't <laughs> remember
0: i, I'm I sure remember at some point yeah. it was but I, I remember don't. being
4: confused like what
2: yeah, I don't I don't remember ever. Serious? <laughs> the first time I actually sat down and watched all of Empire, or all of Jedi. But, the, you know, New Hope is one of my favorite is my favorite Star Wars, just because of the fact that I do remember that experience that I was sitting in that gym. And it was the first Star Wars full, you know, audio visu- visual experience, that I, you know, sat Wish there and I'd
0: been sheltered as much as you guys so that I could remember that clearly enough or as old as Mike. <laughs> I really missed out oh, by whoa. getting exposed yeah, to I think it kind of sucked
2: cuz we didn't have you know we didn't have a VHS player until I was a lot older and you know we didn't have DVRs and all that stuff so yeah, if you remember being, you happened you had to either grab the TV guide and see when Star Wars was on or just, just accidentally come across it somehow going back to, to the VHS thing challenges. I
4: remember I remember fondly like in elementary school like I'd be sick and I'd stay at home and my dad would rent like, usually it would be, I would choose either um, uh, Empire or, or Return of
0: the Jedi. But oh, yeah. renting those, our go-tos those was always. Our go-tos were always Sports Goofy and Temple of Doom. Mm. Dude,
1: <laughs> honestly, It, was our go-tos. Honestly, it, just, it, it just depended on what your parents were able to get. Like, there were other things available, but it was later. In, it just depended on what your parents were into. Yeah.
2: Like, honestly, I we, didn't really we get. Wa- we would watch all okay. the
1: freaking James Bond. My parents. Watched. Oh yeah, my mother loved. My parents the James watched Bond all the then. freaking Murder She Wrote. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But oh yeah. you didn't get those but on yeah. VHS. There was no such thing as like TV it was on VHS. Years later, back then. that I saw Willow or things like that, like yeah. these other. Fantasy, I saw Willow at the pastor's house. These other no. <laughs> fantasy genres that are a part of our childhood, you yeah. know like Star Wars. Okay, like I'll put another another film next to this. Like uh I remember seeing Swiss Family Robinson. Yep. Mhm. Yep. My parents rented. So I lem- still love that. Let movie. me give you
0: a, let me give you the full picture. And I always take the tour when we I We
1: would to. we would rent the VHS player and we would take the couch that was the pull-out couch. Yep. Pull out the couch. The family would lay on the couch in a pile, in a giant and, like Arabian yes, pile of people, to watch the VHS player playing the movies of the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is folks. It was an event. What well, you say? <laughs> and, and and it and it impacted your psyche as a child. Well,
4: and that's, that's it. it kind mean. of makes me sad right now because. My kid goes off and watches
0: YouTube in a tent fort in a room by
4: herself. It was an event, partially because of our upbringing, but also because movie going and and watching it was such
0: a treat. It was. It was you. you, I mean, it cost a fortune to go to a movie. Not It was a lot cheaper back then, but it was a big event, and it wasn't. You didn't. You didn't spend a lot of
4: money doing that. So when you did, it was huge. Economics, bro. Yeah, I mean, I remember like be every every uh, Friday we get pizza little caesar's and and uh, and that would be the only time i get to share a bottle of pop yep
1: yep, yep. We'll, little caesar's you know my dad would get your mom would make a, run a video. Mom would make a taco salad and you would watch uh no my mom never did my that my mom never did okay that. <laughs>
0: but same vein same thing. Okay, yeah, exactly. no is that absolutely my dad would it's, get it's, off of the train yeah. would go get the car drive to little caesar's and then hit the video wink down the street on the way home while the pizza is still in the car yeah it was yep that was an it's event. A couple times. And our kids are not going to have times. that. We didn't have cell phones, so this was hard to pull off. But a couple times, I even rode my bike to the video <laughs> and met him okay. there.
1: Like, you would beg your parents at the grocery store, can, can is, we, can we, block what, can we rent the DVD can, or store. can we rent the VHS player? This would literally, for us, happen maybe two times a year. Yeah. That we would rent a VHS. Player. I, I think we were we were maybe
0: like once every couple months. I th- I think that was probably pretty accurate until my dad realized that for how all he was spending to rent it, he should just I, buy one. I actually don't remember my parents
4: renting a VHS player. Oh yeah, uh, they may have big old blow mold. But I remember having well, having a VHS player and watching. Yeah, one right over here. So we, you know what, my my dad. I uh, Used to be a pastor, and we were given things. Oh yeah, you get uh, yeah. from time to time. So we may have been, we may have been gifted one or something, but um, yeah, those good memories. And I'm like, yeah. I feel so like, what are those memories for our children? I know. I
0: try to. I I've tried to resurrect. You know, we record on Friday nights, so I've tried to resurrect every other Friday night pizza and a movie. Mm-hmm. I cannot get my wife or daughter to commit
1: to. it. I don't understand. We do, we do it have every, no desire. We do it every Wednesday, dude.
0: Yeah, I might have to move it to a weekday because yeah. I just can't get them to commit to it. But this is the I don't thing. Know why. Okay. I, so to me, it's like the greatest thing that ever happened is pizza in a movie on a Friday night.
4: Yeah. So of, of for everybody of, in the family. It wasn't just yes. you. It no. was it was the best thing it
0: was everybody what loved. We it. did together yeah. and it was fabulous.
1: And okay, so when we moved downstairs, it was a little bit later in life and we would watch Bond movies and the new Star Trek movies, but in terms of upstairs in the early life of renting a VHS, I can only remember three movies rented <laughs> Star Wars, mm-hmm. Swiss Family Robinson, yep. and the freaking Disney movie where the dog dies. Uh, my dog skip? Nope. Old Yeller? Old, <laughs> yell. oh, wow. old yeah, Yeller. Oh, wow. Yeah, pre my dog skip. Yes. Okay. Those are the quintessential memories of my childhood of renting a a VHS player. And God forbid, I wish I could give that to my kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike, I don't know that this conversation went exactly where you intended it to go, but I kind of like
3: where it went. Yeah, this is fine, man. So we've kind of got everybody's background now, but okay. So let's talk a little bit about the movie itself and um, we're 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 running peak time, so let's uh, let's let's condense as much as we can. Of course, I just wanted to kind of get everybody's I don't know maybe favorite scene in in the movie that that was impactful to you. Um, Trash compactor. Scared the bejesus oh, out, man.
4: Right? The intensity the, the intensity of that yes. moment, you know.
0: And, yeah. and it was that way for everybody. That's why every Star Wars game for 20 years had a trash compactor <laughs> scene. <laughs> it didn't matter what character you, was, were aware of timeline, you were, where in the timeline, you were going to have to escape oh, from
4: a trash So compactor. well done. The, you know, just the impact and then the yelling and screaming of death at the end. Oh, wait, no, they were happy because they were alive. That's right.
2: I think, they won.
3: I think for me... Christmas. It was it was right out of the gates man. I mean first off oh, yeah. you have you have the the blockade runner and you have the the star destroyer chasing it over this big huge planet. Everything seems so real. And Dude, then we just I, didn't I just
1: see stuff like that.
3: Yeah, I mean it was it was I mean especially at that time I mean you just the closest we had was was uh, what two thousand one, a space odyssey, yeah, and, which is a which is totally different like, animal. It's, it's like, a, hey it's everybody, earth, that's welcome to film. the
0: movie. Here's twenty five minutes of nothing happening. <laughs> right,
3: right. So this was a completely different, right? But I mean, immediately after we see these huge spaceships, we have this huge brooding black. Caped figure that walks through this door, and I just remember being a kid. I'm like, "What? I bet he's the, yeah. in no, charge." That no. was that was
4: probably the most when he would walk through the door. That well, do you for know, me, it, that it was doesn't hurt that John means. Williams
0: throws the <laughs> <laughs> bah, 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 oh man, right at
4: yeah. you. Yeah, that I remember being terrified, but also yeah. like, this is amazing he's at the same it. time. Okay, we he's
1: were, got his hand on his hips. He's pissed off. <laughs> we were honestly still a little bit scared of Nazis at that point. What's that? We were honestly still a little bit scared of Nazis. That's true.
0: Fascism wasn't a joke or something you threw at people. It was actually something that still, I mean, the the greatest generation was still very much alive and active. So at that time, that type of imagery was jarring, very jarring, which I feel like maybe we, you know, with all of the internet exposure and everything like that, we become a little more desensitized to that. Nazis are now an easy target. It's easy. It's easy. Yeah, like back then it was kind of like we
1: didn't talk about it because we were still upset about the whole thing happening. Kylo Ren doesn't bring the same gravitas. No. That. Well, I would say the First Order doesn't, even though they
0: laid more heavily into the Nazi imagery. Very heavily. I was terrified of stormtroopers. I know, me too. Yeah. Amen. Like like, they laid heavily into that in The Force Awakens. It was just kind of like,
3: yep. I speak <laughs> of, speaking of stormtroopers and Vader, actually, as a young kid seeing that for the first time, I didn't even equate them as being human. Nope, they were right. exactly. Quated, Yeah, they equated were them robots. as being robots. Right, they weren't the droids because the
0: droids were different in my mind. So they must have been <laughs> sure. robots. Right. Yeah, they, right. they were just killing machines.
1: Yeah, more or less. That Until
0: bumped their heads and shot poorly.
2: That <laughs> casual conversation on the Death Star. Yeah.
1: I don't. <laughs> I don't true. know why this is the scene that stuck. But that was Tag and Bink. Child. Yeah. So other than seeing the opening scroll and just like the stars flying in across the screen, which is just something that I didn't see visually, visually it was stunning. For some reason, the scene that sticks in my mind, and this is lame is whenever luke is swinging his like whip over the top <laughs> his to sw- whip his Indiana jones whip uh, yes. wow. to swing across to swing yeah, yeah. across the the chasm yeah yeah people are luck. Sh- people are shooting at him stormtroopers are shooting at him from underneath the doorway I don't know why that scene was it was a, it was an an intense, intense single it seems, trailer. It
0: was an intense scene, it was, too. It was in the trailer. That's the boy, a girl and a guy like that's like that and was maybe, their big up. Maybe that's moment. It.
1: And maybe it was maybe it was that whole thing that doesn't exist anymore of freaking waking up on a Saturday morning before. While your parents is the I only know. day of the week that they like, can sleep in. Yeah. And you get up and you go and you watch, your cereal. you watch your Acme cartoons and your parents let you eat the cereal and put two scoops of sugar on the top. What the, the heck? That's terrible for you. And <laughs> I just ate the cereal with the sugar already And in you it. watch your mother, babies or whatever the hell else you're going to watch. 8 a.m. CBS. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes. Followed by uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse and then Ninja Turtles. And Maybe it's <laughs> that and that you would be, you would see these videos for Care Bears movie and I'm, Star Trek. I'm trying to follow you. Tra- you know, Star Wars. I don't know. What <laughs> I don't know where he's going either. I'm, I'm for, trying to figure out
4: how, reason, how the scene and this was all. I don't know. Together.
1: For some reason, that scene. <laughs> I'm
4: high. I don't know. into That's my mind. all the weed. That, because of Care Bears.
3: Maybe, yeah. All right, okay. Howie. What, what's the scene that sticks out? You know, no, sitting, no,
4: it's the Care Bear scene. The don't care, lie. It's Care Bear <laughs> You know, what is amazing is I keep going through the whole movie and, like, what's the, the what one? out, Yeah. Every time I'm like, oh, I love that part. Oh, I remember loving that part. Oh, i you know, and it was like every major sequence. We get we get to uh, meet old Ben, and I'm like, oh, I love meeting old Ben, and Mm. and then him, you know, training with the lightsaber, you know, well, with the uh, uh, training droid, yeah, the remote, and it was just on and on. I can't, I don't know that I could pick one thing that I like. Oh, that was the one major thing the only things that really kind of hit me hard was like seeing vader for the first time sure, right. and and uh, uh the uh Tuscan Raiders, They're funny.
3: Oh, Tuscan Raiders! The, I those were, the, they were scary, man. Yeah, it was like so because it was unknown, and they were like yeah. wild and and the,
4: and the Jawas to me. I mean, I wasn't terrified of the Jawas, but they were like kind of freaky. Yeah, You're like, like, you didn't
1: know where you stood
0: with those guys. Like, I Fortraits. don't see their faces. I'm scared now. <laughs> yeah. you know I'm the, nervous.
1: The other scene that sticks in my mind is whenever Luke is flying through the trench. And he decides to push away the targeting computer. Targeting yeah, computer. That's, a, yep. that's pretty. Yeah, cool. like I and I know that is obvious. Obvious. I mean, force, it's, it's the climax of the movie, but it was something about. he really does that transition. I'm John of, Lennon. Of, I'm yes, the of saying use the force, <laughs> where it kind of yes, that though everything concretizes. Concretizes. Yes. Concretize Everything it. comes into focus oh with this focus and this <laughs> philosophy. Okay, Every, everyone
4: will. but I I do remember my two favorite characters. Ooh. Uh and, you know, initially. Well in R2 has always been. Yep. Uh always. but uh, Han Solo. Uh, R2 and yeah, Han dude. Solo were my Solo.
3: I, my I guys. was thinking back to that's the other one for me is I just remember me and my brother. I'm I'm me and my brother are a year apart and we just experienced everything together and Han Solo oh, and gross. I I know I'm gonna say something <laughs> Wait, that's what? controversial, but Han Solo shooting first, me and my brother would always look at each other like that guy's a badass. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he just pulled a gun on that guy yeah. and just shot him. Oh, he don't even and, care.
4: And 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 I always and I love Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> because he was a badass too but in a completely different yeah, way. Right. Like I'm yeah, just going to yeah, cut the guy's arm, you know?
0: arm off and yeah. go right back to negotiating what we're going to pay to get driven somewhere.
4: Yeah, that's the thing is he can go <laughs> protect everybody, cut this guy's arm off and just go turn around and talk to Han Solo and negotiate. <laughs> I mean, it was just like that was pretty. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool, yeah. Garrick. You know, the honestly, in the, you know, now I think the Cantina scene, the yeah. whole sequence was just amazing that to me. Cantina yeah. was pretty amazing. It's funny
0: we haven't mentioned that yet because I have a feeling that's like a cheat code for this conversation for anybody because of all the aliens and the exactly. music right. and yep. the atmosphere. Everybody was impacted by that.
3: Yeah, Garrick. That scene was the scene that made it feel like a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, absolutely.
4: That it did. It's like, like, wow, this is huge. This place is huge because all these different things,
3: mm-hmm. all these different beings. All right, sorry. Go ahead, Garrett. Garrett. Oh, oh, my turn. Okay, Garrett.
2: yeah. So, like, uh, like I mentioned, the the Star Destroyer flies in. Just anything with the ships in it. Yeah, like the visual effects yep. were just God, God, the was space. On point. Any, like you're right.
3: Anything yeah. in space. That that was there, like when they're approaching exposure, the Death Star,
2: that was my first exposure balloon. to
0: space fighters. Yeah, Millennium Falcon
2: oh. Millennium Falcon taking out, uh, taking off from the spaceport oh, just like, yeah, dude, yeah. like uh, launching into the Atmo we actually into space. see it originally yeah. taking off yes man you saw I don't it even remember out what it of the looks
3: spaceport like. I don't remember what it and looks and the stormtroopers like. look up and you can see it fly, and you're like wow that I just, just felt yeah. so real I've,
0: it's been so overwritten by the special edition version that I, I you I'm don't remember trouble. what right yeah like I want to go back and watch my crappy VHS what's real DVD, and what's
2: DVD fake. copies <laughs> yeah yeah, and then the the X wings and the Y wings flying, you know, toward yeah. the Death Star, yeah. and I, flying the, the the trench warfare, the the dog fighting, everything. All Porkins, that.
0: Porkins, oh, Porkins, Porkins, oh,
2: rest in peace. The fact that they had
0: fighters and bombers in, you know what I mean, yeah. in that battle.
3: So like, perfect. but
4: I didn't, and I didn't realize what that was back then. No, I'm like, I didn't appreciate. I it like, back the, then. oh, these are ships and they're fighting, and uh, that's amazing.
0: But I remember thinking, oh, they're different.
4: Yeah, <laughs> but that's all I knew, right? Yeah, and of course, I like the X Wings so much better, but everybody did. Yeah,
0: everybody I came did to appreciate yeah. the Y Wings oh, yeah. a lot later. Yep, yeah. they handle like a sleepy hut, but they really
2: boom. Yeah,
3: yeah, it was. I mean, the movie as a whole was just so amazing at making it feel like you were in a completely different place, it was not Earth, you were transported to a different place. <laughs> Thats true. Hey, I, seriously oh, I mean yeah. you know like we were saying just just the cantina alone just the aliens and just everything was so foreign and it just felt like even the music that was playing at the cantina man I mean yeah if you listen to it it's like okay you can hear you know the you know the the instruments that you know they're it's, obviously earthly instruments it, but didn't that hit this, the billboard
2: the, charts like like in the top ten billboard charts the cantina song
0: no idea. Yeah, I never even thought of it. But I'll tell you you what though, man.
3: I mean to me that's John Williams' brilliance though, because those songs that were played in that cantina feel like they were not of this planet. Yeah, they just this, don't.
0: It it spent twenty weeks on the Billboard uh, peak position number one for two weeks in nineteen seventy seven. Wow! Guy. I I nailed that, it. That song was almost like a weird sort of New Orleans, New Orleans deep jazz. And well, it, had, it had kind of had that metal drum. Uh, yeah, what yeah they call it, it, the, it had the 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 steel drum, drums, like the, yeah. the kind of like steel drum uh, Caribbean sound. Yeah. mixed with this New Orleans deep jazz. But mixed with like these these chords that are never used in either of that. Yeah, those and you know what they call it, they call it jizz. Jizz. Yep.
3: <laughs> Little bit of jizz. You know what I'm
0: saying? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I would love to keep going down we this could rabbit keep hole. Going. And we absolutely
4: Dude, Well, I, I think we are going to keep going on Twitter. That's probably true. Yeah, let,
1: let me ask one more question. No!
0: Howie oh, oh, already baited me with the Twitter thing. What's your question, John? Now you're just looking around awkwardly. <laughs> okay, let's
1: imagine you're a kid and the first Star Wars movie that you've ever seen is Han Solo. Oh, Solo, a Star first, Wars story? Solo, a Star, a Star Wars story. Take I have no end. idea. Okay. so your would parent, imagine your it parents, would have a similar... Your parents get you and they take you to the movie theater. You, you're not renting a freaking VHS tape. This is why it isn't the same. It because is the same, because same, this is, what but, is your what is your introduction to Star Wars
0: See that's the thing though like it can't be the same because you don't have like the oh it's going to be on like on this day near Christmas or oh it's this is the day it's on TV you and can you have look it whenever to- you want Yeah you can have it whenever you want and I don't mean to say well, everybody takes things for granted but it can't be as impactful It can't be as impactful Okay if it doesn't have that agree, mystique but, around
1: it But what is it now not as impactful. <laughs> Let's think positively, okay? I don't know.
0: My kid loved is that. Is my that, kid love Rebels, but I have a heck of a time getting her to even
4: care about the movie. Is that kind of maybe one of the uh, reasons that you know these directors are wanting to make these big, huge? Because massive mind to because make it, that impact. Or, or, that, you know, they don't, they wouldn't necessarily go to that point because some of them are, are much younger directors now. But, um, you know,
1: they're trying to beat it the just, YouTube it numbers. Just can't ha- I mean, think of the first time you saw Jurassic Park and compare that with the new Jurassic Park movie. I mean, like, we've <laughs> just been exposed to All so right. much. I mean, the first Jurassic Park movie blew our freaking minds. Yep. And we knew it would because they were doing specials on TV for months prior.
4: Yeah, and I was I was older then, and I was terrified in that theater. You
0: know, I wasn't. I really wasn't. I was. I'd watched too many like it, and even read in like a couple of magazines too much about the making of it. And even at that point, I, I, was, I was. I was. I was deconstructing everything I was seeing. I loved it, but I was deconstructing all of it. Yeah, I did not have the mind for that. I was such a nerd. Wait, am such a nerd? There we go, nailed it. All right, but you know how we can continue this conversation? A great way to continue it would be on Twitter, at FlyCasual 1138, where you can find us, interact with us. Uh, Please, uh, your questions, comments, uh, we love to hear them. We love to talk with you guys. So please hit us up, at FlyCasual 1138 on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash FlyCasual podcast. And won't you please run out wherever you get the podcast. Give us a nice little review to reach more listeners, just like lovely little you. In the meantime, I'm Corey. Yeah. No, yeah, you. Also, go to betterkind.com, to click on the show notes. For these kinds of episodes, it won't really get you that far, but sometimes you'll find some snazzy content that'll help you follow along the podcast. In the meantime, I'm Corey. Over there's Mike. Have a good night. Over there's Howie. Make sure you watch No Holds Barred. <laughs> I'm totally going to do that. That is on my
2: freaking list right now. Oh, there's Garrick. Yeah. No Holds Barred. Yeah, that. I second that motion. Yes. You second that. Carry motion. it to the floor, mm-hmm. floor for a vote.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, motion passes
2: mm-hmm. so was, uh, yes speaking of passing
0: over there uh puff puff pass pass is uh or puff puff pass I don't know the the actual uh weed uh uh, uh pattern that is usually observed over oh, there's Josh Pokemon
1: I freaking love Star Wars
3: it <laughs> saved my if soul. you can't it tell saved
0: my soul oh man praise Jesus there, okay. All right. Well, it wasn't going to be quite as awkward, but that's where we're going to leave it. So why don't you go over and, uh, I guess, uh, break bread and smear on some jelly.
1: (laughs) Jelly's the guts. (laughs) I love the jelly. Nailed it. First
2: try.